Hello, welcome back to Too Many Trailers. This is Kelsey speaking. <laughs> I am your captain for this podcast tonight. <laughs> wow, so am I your co-captain? We're co-captains together. Okay, I like it. There's no one autonomous captain. This is a wow. partnership and not a dictatorship. This makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I like it. I like it though. I'm, I'm happy about the not being a dictatorship. I mean, preferable. 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 So yeah, we are back, and we have two really cool trailers for you today. We think so. So the first one is Leave No Trace, which was an independent film actually released in June. Mm -hmm. And the second one is Holmes and Watson that's being released at some point some in point the future <laughs> that we don't know. That we don't know, but the official trailer kind of just came out a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. which I'm quite excited about. Yeah. So. Very recently released trailer. So let's jump in. Yeah, let's jump right into the first one. So we'll do, start with Leave No Trace. Absolutely. All right. So this one was released in June, mid-June, late June, mid-summer, let's yeah. say. And the DVD, I think VOD just kind of released a week, week or so ago on September 25th as of yes. this recording. Yeah. So the director, um, it's by Deborah Granick, and it was also written by Deborah Granick and her writing partner Anne Rossellini. Yep. Um, and then the original novel that this movie is based on. What? Of, it's by a novel? Yeah. Really? Um, the original novel is uh, by Peter Rock. Cool. Yeah. That's a good name. Right? Pretty cool. It's pretty like, that's a name. And then I looked into him because then I was like... Is this a true story? Because if it's a true story, I need to know right now. <laughs> so I kind of like looked him up on Wikipedia and stuff, and he's done some other um, novels that look to have a similar theme. He lives in Oregon, mm -hmm. oh, so things sense. make sense yeah. a little bit. Um, but also he um, was a professor at Yale, went to Yale, and some other local for us kind of stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Huh. How about that? Yeah, this is the first... Um, novel of his that's has been turned into a film though that I saw. Interesting. How many books did you see? Like did you have? like ten. That's like pretty proficient. I feel like you know once you get yeah. up like above one. Kelly <laughs> oh has really like low standards for what makes a proficient <laughs> author a singular book. A singular book. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a okay. hard feat. A single book it takes a very long time and no knocking to anybody else. But I like that she was like, you know, that's a really good. Ten's a really great number. So is one. So but is one. I mean, like, we have to give credit where credit is due. Yes, that <laughs> is true. Um, um, so, but Deborah Granick and Anne Rossellini both worked on Winter's Bone together. That makes sense. That makes 100% of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, from what, like, I saw about this film and all that based on the trailer, um, they're good at kind of making these, like, smaller films that do a really good job and also like promote newer actors and actresses because yeah. the I uh, did not recognize one person same in this cast same and the main girl um whose name is Thomasin McKenzie um she this was her like debut really role. yeah damn damn she's good 
But she with, was really great from what I saw in the two and a half minutes. <laughs> but with um, Jennifer Lawrence, that was like kind of her breakout role. That in was her breakout role. And, so and even like if it wasn't her first one of her first films, it was like her breakout role into a totally different role for her. Because it was like more position. in the spotlight and everything. Yes. I mean, a lot of people thought that she would actually win the Oscar mm-hmm. for Winter's Bone, and a lot of people kind of use her Oscar yeah. for Silver Lines Playbook as an Oscar for Winter's Bone. Right. So it makes 100% of sense. I mean, even, like, did the trailer you watched, was it the one with, like, the the little blurbs from the magazines? Yes. So they kind of, like, related Thomas and Mackenzie to Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, and everything. they did. They're like, this is, like, a, similar to, like, what Jennifer she's Lawrence doing. Jennifer yeah. like, breakout role. Yes. Um, and then the music was by someone who also worked on Winter's Bone, mm-hmm. um, Dickon Hinchcliffe. That is a name. It is a name. That is a great name. It is a name. Um, and so he did Winter's Bone with the same people, which is always cool to watch, like, crews that are yeah. that have worked on other films together. And I, they so kind of understand, like, the creative process, what they, they want. Yeah, they get each other yeah. and stuff. They're like, hey, what up, bud? Right? <laughs> um, and he also just, um, he did Peaky Blinders. Huh, I never watched the show. I didn't either, but I heard a lot about it. Yeah, like everyone loves it. I'm just like, that's great. That's <laughs> a show. <laughs> um, speaking of the cast, though, mm-hmm. we also have Ben Foster, Jeff Kober, Dale Dickey, Ayana Berkshire, and Isaiah Stone for the rest of the cast. You know who the main guy, the father, kind of reminded me of? Ben Foster? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whom? He kind of reminded me. Okay, so it might sound dumb. I never watched this show, <laughs> but he kind of he kind of looked like the son on Breaking Bad. The son? What do you mean the son? Right? Doesn't he have a son? Walter? Is that? Is that guy his son? Okay, like, Wait, Aaron like, Paul? Yeah. He's not the son. I okay. He's a meth dealer. He's a. <laughs> okay, I've never the watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I just figured that he was the younger person, the he younger was, male co-star. He, that is true. Therefore, I was like, must be <laughs> must the be son. <laughs> now I feel stupid. <laughs> You're not stupid. It's just really <laughs> fucking funny. Because <laughs> he's literally laughing at me hysterically. And she's like, You're not stupid. <gasps> I, so I, I, I swear, it's just you're stupid sometimes. No, no. It's just so funny to... I. I know a lot of people that watch the show, and it's just so funny to see someone who's only seen like trailers and everything I've of the show. I've seen literally like a promo photo. Yeah, <laughs> and literally, and like just to like kind of like it's like Breaking Bad out of context. That you think. <laughs> yes, out of context, Breaking Bad. I would want to be one of those people that watches like the like some random episode somewhere in the middle. I'd be like. What's this? And I'd write an article being like, I don't know who this dude is. I don't know why that just He's happened. He's the son, I think. He's the son. <laughs> he lo- yes, he so does remind me. Uh, I agree. Paul. Like, I do agree with the Okay, Aaron so Paul. here I was thinking that I'd be called stupid because I thought he looked like Aaron Paul, but actually I was called stupid he, he because he's a- not the son of Baker. <laughs> he has this. He has the similar vibe and it's right? very low key. And like, his face is kind of similar. Very, it has the same vibe, the same. For like, a hot structure. second, I was like, "Is that you, the son, I know the son of Walter Wade?" <laughs> Shut up! I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's so perfect. Um, but yeah. Uh, so um, 
So that's the cast. <laughs> that, that was a thing. Uh, that was a beautiful thing. All right, so let's jump into the trailer. Okay. Um, it kind of gave me slight anxiety in the beginning. Okay, honestly. so my first reaction when I saw them, like, in the forest, woods area, yeah. I was like, is this the Hunger Games? <laughs> and then when they were, like, trying to survive, I was like, it's post-apocalyptic. And then I saw them got arrested by the police, and I was like, I have no idea. Like, you know, no yeah. fucking clue what it was going to be at the beginning, which was cool. Which I thought was a great way to introduce you and kind of draw you in. Because you don't know what kind of world you're entering, and right. that usually doesn't happen. And a lot of first scenes of at least trailers that you that the studio is trying to focus on is like, all right, off to the start, we know what this is, what this is, what we want to show you, and this is what the movie will be. So right, kind a lot of, of orientating and stuff. Yeah, and like kind of shifting that like spatial orientation is I think a really well done way to kind of understand like this might not be like a completely like straight line film. You right. know what I mean? Yep. I, I know what you mean. I thought it was that it was gonna be like an action film at first because it's like oh. um, from the title I thought this was gonna be a horror film and I was like <laughs> sitting down to watch the trailer and I was like God damn Kelsey knows I don't fucking like horror films I understand and the here spooky I season am. started and that's not gonna be till next episode but I thought it was gonna be action because of the fact that it was off the, the start opening with the running and the then start. yeah oh and then the for the, well I really thought that the forest was going to be a Hunger Games style because right. it looks like a fucking it looks like it, it, I, Hunger Games when they're running away from the police I'm I was like, pretty sure they were in the same like right area where they filmed <laughs> could <Right>. you imagine <laughs> right. right um but as kind of like the trailer went on mm-hmm. I thought it started to take shape an interesting kind of idea of what escapism and PTSD is, which I didn't, like, kind of, like, expect. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I know, when it, like, when you start to understand what's actually happening, the actual plot, like, as the trailer goes on to explain it, I was like, whoa, this is not what I expected at all, which was really cool, and it was, you're right, it was a very different perspective on all of this. Because I feel like a lot of films like this that kind of take on this um, idea. It's kind of like the happy prince that we discussed last time, whereas instead of the climax being in like a regular mm-hmm. film, like whereas like the climax would be like kind of then like escaping. escaping. That would be like the happy ending is right. That they finally like escape. they got out, and then um, but it starts at that point where they need to get out from at least the trailer, right. and goes into the kind of the post climax yeah. situation. Yeah. And kind of creates its own rising action and climax there. It kind of reminded me of the book The Glass Castle by yes. Janet Walls. Yes. Um, who I love. And I love that, that, that book. That book is so good. Um, and it's a, so the, the plot of that book mm-hmm. is about this um, girl and her father growing up was a, like, a, he's an idealist, like kind an of. eccentric. And very eccentric and, like, takes small jobs. And it's like, the whole plot is that he always told her, oh, we're going to move somewhere, and when we make money, we're going to build a glass castle, and that's how we'll live. But actually, they were living, like, in poverty because very he couldn't... Very extreme poverty. Extreme poverty because he couldn't hold a job because he was so idealistic and didn't believe in some of the same things, and the mother, like, just went along with everything. So it was very... Um, like tumultuous and mm-hmm. things and when 
she, um, when partway through the trailer, the daughter is saying to the father, oh, did you even try? Yeah. Like, did you even try to, like, assimilate kind of a little bit? And saying those things, I was like, wow, that's really similar to what that story was about. Mm -hmm. And The Glass Castle is based on a true story. Right. So that, like, so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, is this a true story too? Because that would be such an interesting, like, comparison to make <laughs> It well. really was. And I think going off of um, The Glass Castle comparison, mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like an understanding of what home really is, like, what it means to right? be. Yeah. Where the, it's like a person or a place, it really, it's a there's, feeling. it's a feeling. Uh -huh. Like Asgard. <laughs> Like, wow, this is like just like Thor Ragnarok. This is great. Um, but yeah, that's an amazing, amazing comparison to um, to the Glass Castle with this film. And because you have that idea of um, just it's not about fixing, but it's about immersing and trying to make what's best of what you got and trying to understand that what is tried is true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it does, it just like sucks in a lot of ways for s in some perspectives because like you, like, like his, like, so the whole plot of the movie quickly mm -hmm. through the trailer is that the father has been living with his daughter out in the woods of some mm -hmm. national park out in the like Pacific Northwest and they, um, they've been living like off the grid for a number of years. I want to say her whole life, I want to say. That's what That's I was what wondering, I felt like. if it was her whole life or just most of it. Because the fact because, that... Because, like, if it was so far back ago she didn't live in, like, societally what's normal, normal. Um, then she might not really remember it. That's so, like, true. Been, I mean, like, but, like, the thing is, like, the, when the girl was, like, being questioned by the sociologist, she was like, your reading level's, like, off the charts. Right. And so she would at least have to be there since, like, her, when she was able to kind of read i guess right but or she said her dad taught her that's what i'm saying like it's her dad taught her to read right so when you like start to read what when you're like five yeah so unless like the like the dad came home from whatever war he was in mm -hmm. because they do kind of um emulate like sounds yes. when like computer yep. was asking yeah. was like do you have nightmares. nightmares or whatever and he was like true and then they like flash back to, to him. the helicopter right and so unless he like came home, something happened with the second parent because there's no other parent there. It's just a single dad and right. his daughter. Right. And then, um, and then they were like, well, fuck it. We can't, he can't survive like on his own because of the fact that, you know, he has PTSD and he has all these like night terrors and the only way to make him peace is like being, being off the grid. Exactly. Um, which is kind of paranoia as well but I'm not a psychologist, so. However, you know, it would have to be some sort of time when she was not in school, or she was right. like and if she young. was, and um, if she'd already started public school, then the then, then, then they would be like, like DCF would be involved. Yeah, they'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, hey, she hasn't been to school <laughs> in the past seven years, so yeah. what's up with that? Um, hey, just wondering. Um. But so they get found by the police right. and they get forced to, and they like say like, yeah. yeah, and they get told, they're like, they, um, it's not, um, lack of housing isn't a crime, but camping, like on being on public park Which land is, is a huge kind of like, 
I was homelessness like, oh, gosh. kind of like non-housing non-housed person prejudice and bias prejudice and bias but I'm also like Ism? trying to say like the idea of that they're the the homelessness issue is very bad out in the west particularly especially in the pacific northwest and you know the west coast as well and i feel like that line is very telling to what the movie's trying to say about homelessness i feel yes. like yeah. it's like trying to say like public place can be anything <laughs> it's like so it's right. it's like i think they're trying to make a point of of what is happening out there yeah yeah um but it was so then they're getting forced to assimilate and stuff and the daughter is assimilating very well and is yeah. like thriving on having like like social interaction like right. a you know a standard human being would you know. right and like establishing routines and things like right. that not having that feeling of being like on the run or like that having, sense like, of anxiety yeah you know it's that. it's control you know mm-hmm. which would, would make 100 percent of sense especially right. like the situation she grew up in and everything right and the dad is not assembling well and that's pretty much what which, the plot of the trailer is yeah um, I thought Thomason McKenzie amazing. Oh my god, she carried that whole trailer. Yeah, throughout the whole thing, and it was incredible. Like her, she had some great like one line mm-hmm. things in there that were amazing. So good. Damn, she was. <laughs> That's good. all I can say. <laughs> she was good. Um, I mean, I didn't really yeah. have much more notes. I was in. Th- walled by this trailer I yeah was like, like i couldn't write in. notes like i didn't even know what to write down i was just I was like, like what <laughs> this wow it was it sucked me in yeah the, and it totally like caught you like off guard in a way that you were so like true. i don't i didn't even know what to expect so i couldn't even write down like oh this is the same trope blah blah blah, blah. i was we, like what the fuck because a lot of like drama indie stuff that you know we see like kind of follows that that line that simple line of like okay here's the beginning da, 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 da. and um it didn't do that and i thought it was really good the soundtrack was phenomenal and it just oh, was yeah. like so, so calming great. and you were able to focus but still kind of hear it in the yeah. background too that was one of my fo- my one of my first notes was oh my goodness this music's so good so so good um so we already it already came out do you have any more notes i'm sorry um not really. I just had the same question that we kind of asked earlier. Like, I would be interested to know if this was her whole life. Yeah. Or what happened to really push them to that, like, extreme point where he was like, we need to go now. Do you think they would, like, kind of show it in flashbacks? I wonder. Or I, I wonder if, like, if it's... Not, even if not in flashbacks, they would definitely get to a point where they would talk about it, I feel like, throughout yeah. the film at some like, point. At because, least, like, you like, can't in... really, like, build a film with no, like, background knowledge. If so you do, somehow, like, damn, that's good. <laughs> somehow you've got to have that built somewhere and that needs to get brought out so that the audience really has that perspective of how yeah. long this has been happening. You need, I mean, yeah, especially in a story like this, you know, you like you just said, you need, I need a way to figure out what happened. I feel like they would either do flashbacks, talk about it, or, like, halfway through the film, they'd be like, so this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, like, right, like, the police could have been like, oh, this person, they went missing yeah. in this time. I just, or, like, this hope is it when the other custom. parent died, or this right. is when blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, even... I, I hope it's not traumatic. I just, like, hope it's not a passing line either, being like, well, the mom died. <laughs> 
I know. I, I hope that it is given some more time and they, flushes it out just a yeah, little bit because, because that really gives. Because without like seeing what really pushed the dad to be like, we yeah. need to leave society for good right now. It's a pretty big decision. I mean, <laughs> right? It's not something you just do on a whim. No, it's not. You're like, not like prepared to do that on a whim. Yeah, it, it's it's something you need to like focus on yeah. a little bit, a little bit more. So it already came out in late June. The DVD already is already out, VOD. Um, but would you still see this? Would you, like, watch it? I think it would be cool to watch. I think like, so, too. Partially just because, like, I want to see what happens. <laughs> and, like, that's a good sign for a trailer. Like, good job. You got yeah. me to watch it? Like, it's a miracle. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> I would. I would also definitely watch it. VOD. Hey, Kelsey. <gasps> hey, Marianne. Do you want to find a time later to watch Find no, Leave No Trace? Absolutely. Fabulous. Great. Plans on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about the marketing of this film because we looked up the kind of domestic gross and opening weekend. And considering totals. the fact that when Kelsey sent it to me, neither of us had known it was already pre-released. Yeah. So I literally thought thing. it was like going to be in theaters. I was like, oh, this is interesting because I go on IMDb to get some of my trailers to right, kind of right, like, right. and it was like up on the front page of the trailer thing. I was like, oh, that's weird. I that's mean, weird. and so let's just put it out on this. On Rotten Tomatoes, there's 186 reviews and they all are certified fresh. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86 point, 86% audience score so it like, did favorably with the audience and the critics like that's ridiculous that that's there was so something hard. that has a 100 percent certified fresh on rotten tomatoes mm -hmm. and nobody's even like nobody's heard of it i like haven't kelsey heard, has heard of every film <laughs> kelsey's heard of every fucking film that comes out <laughs> like if something comes out and like gets a good score on rotten tomatoes she's like oh my god look at this movie or like let's talk about this movie or like let me yeah, force such a about YouTube. this, or I'm gonna do something about this, and I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this in my whole life. So I was like, what? I did that with the Vice, the, the new trailer for Vice, and I was like, look at, look at Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Yeah, and I was like, I don't need it. Kelsey, I think this was released an hour ago. It was literally released maybe like ten minutes when I sent it to you. So the opening weekend for this film was two hundred nineteen point one four thousand dollars. It was not that great. Anytime you're in the thousands and not the yeah. millions, is not it's like really a little a rough. Shot. I mean, it is a limited release, but I mean, but it wasn't even playing at our local theater, like local independent. No, it wasn't. So it was a limited release. I think a lot of it, a lot of the press or whatever, came from Sundance or like film festivals or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, but the domestic gross was actually around seven million, so it made a quite a bit of jump, and I think it came from on-demand viewings, which, mm -hmm. considering that it opened at $219,000 and went to almost $7 million, is a pretty big and positive growth. Yeah. Granted, I don't know the, like, the budget of the film, so I don't know if it was, like, a net profit or not. Mm. I don't know if it okay. was just a gross of $7 million, but it's, like, the total was $9 million to make. Who knows? Yeah, and we were moment. having trouble finding the exact budget for the film too, because it wasn't one of those like indie small films that makes that same amount of money, um, yeah. but is also like shot in like two. I like, mean, it was in a national park, a, like, or like you know, the middle of a forest, right? And it's you had like, to get permits for that, and they had to like they 
they had like a wide scope of like places they were there filming was like and things like that. And then there was like the mobile home park and everything. Right, right. They feel like these all places you need to spend money to get a permit to film. Yeah, yeah. Like they're in the like, multiple sets and other things yeah. and stuff like other films that kind of have that much smaller budget where they're like, we used three sets <laughs> and filmed it in four days. Yeah. And this seems a lot well, This was a more, bigger thing. It seemed a lot more involved. I don't know, maybe because of the fact that Deborah Granick has a, a little bit more pull with mm-hmm. things and, you know, she's a more acclaimed director and producer and, right. you know, and writer, I should yeah. say. You know, it, I think maybe that has had something to do with it, but to have that net, that growth from what we see with zero marketing <laughs> is yeah. pretty, is a good feat. Not bad, not bad. All right. Uh, Great talk. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to take a little break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Holmes and Watson. Cheerio. <laughs> so we're back. We are going to discuss the new trailer for Holmes and Watson, and we are so excited. I cannot wait to talk about it. I have so many things to talk about about this. I'm sure you do. <laughs> But before we go into the trailer discussion, let's jump into the behind the trailer facts. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, you want to start us off with the director and writer? Absolutely. The director and writer is actually Eden Cohen. Um, oh. He's doing the both the directing and writing, and obviously the story is being pulled from the characters of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, our favorite spiritualist man. <laughs> Kelsey, one of Kelsey's favorite people to have ever walked to this planet. And she's not lying because I I'm, am I'm a not. huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah, a little background. Kelsey is the biggest Sherlock Holmes fan <laughs> ever. I have a tattoo, a Sherlock Holmes tattoo. I have Sherlock Holmes paraphernalia all around the, my apartment. I have books out the fucking wazoo. I have movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm... All kinds of shit. Yeah, to say I'm excited is, is very, very low-level stuff. <laughs> it is. Um, do you have the composer? I do. There are two composers. Oh, my God. Both of whom I love. Okay. Oh well, God. I love one of them, and then the other one, I was like, oh, this makes sense, and you look really great, and I'm sure that you've done a really good job. <laughs> um, so to start with the first person who I didn't know, his name is Mark Mothers. Bo, I think is how I'm going to oh, say the last that's name. that's a name. Because it ends with B-A-O-B-A-U-G-H. Oh, it's so French. So usually it goes Bo. Yeah. But who knows. Um, <laughs> he has uh, 206 Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, he did the great uh, music for some films such as Thor Ragnarok. Oh, our baby precious film. Oh right. my god. Right. Okay. Think of the music from that film. That was great music. And it stuck it with was you. Amazing. It stuck it with you. It was fabulous music. Um he did the Lego movie. I like this guy. He did Pitch Perfect 2. Oh my god, no. <laughs> what the hell is <laughs> Yeah, he did just for, you know, spice it up. Did the film Pandas, the like Earth oh, Day film. Oh my god, I want to marry this person. And then he teamed up with one of my personal favorite composers ever, Christoph Beck. Can you please expand on Mr. Beck? Oh, I do not know who Wait, Christoph is it Beck? Is it like Beck Beck? No, 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 it's oh. Beck Beck. Um, Christoph Beck, he did the movie. I would just like to point out that this is one of his what he's known for things. He did 
the soundtrack, a lot of the music for Buffy. Oh, really? Okay, that's why I don't know. <gasps> True love. <laughs> he wrote some of the most influential theme music that has ever graced my little ears. <laughs> he wrote, like, the great Buffy and Angel theme and the great other themes, like the season five theme that literally tears me to shreds mm-hmm. on the inside. Um, and the outside. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also did, funny enough, Pitch Perfect 1. Oh my <laughs> god. Like, They're like best friends. <laughs> and he did Ant-Man, so he's been oh, in the Marvel okay. Universe. And he they... did Frozen, so okay. he's been also Wait, in the what? Disney <laughs> Universe. Right? Am I right? And then he also did, um, do you remember the Disney animated short Paper Man? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Was he did that? Music? Oh, so good. That's why I was like, <gasps> but Christoph Beck, along with those things, also has 153 total credits. A little, little uh, dust off his shoulders. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Dream team that is material insane. for this. That is an incredible, incredible pull. I mean, and I they just have like but... such a wide range of everything they've done. They've done literally like, both of them have done TV movies they've done big like big feature films like action feature films they've done disney films they've done short films they've done documentaries they've done like small animated things they've done literally every rom-coms so they kind of know what they're doing so yeah they you're you're like you're like i'm flipping out i like flipping out and i think that's such a great oh i'm so excited when i read it on imdb who it was? I was like, Kelsey, the composers for this are so good, you don't even understand. Literally, that. you texted me and you were like, the composers are fucking wild. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what that means. Genuinely was excited. And I'm also very genuinely excited to talk to you about the cast of this yeah, film. Yeah, and I'm Holy really shit. excited to drop some truth bombs. truth bombs on you <laughs> for the cast. It might be something that everybody else in the world already knows. We've already discussed in the past episode that I'm stupid with casting and people Can and you like stop actors. Like, like putting yourself down. Well, do you Thanks. remember what I just called okay. Karen Hall? I mean, Walter's son. True, but so I might make a similar comment okay. right here. So you know we'll what? I'm it. not gonna. I'm with the Kelsey's like, stands. you know what? I don't like that you're putting yourself down, but you could be right. You you could be right. <laughs> I'm in a tricky gray area right now. <laughs> so, but anyway, so the first uh, person who is listed on IMDb is one of my personal. Um, favorite podcasters actually um lauren lapkus she was also in um orange is the new black she's on the big bang theory but she is a podcaster oh, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. network you know um, who i thought she was for a second you're also gonna laugh at me for this i'm gonna laugh a lot because it's really funny i thought Wait. she was also the um pepper from mr pop mr popper's penguins what are you talking about? Have you not seen the film, Mr. Bumper's Penguins? Isn't that one with Jim Carrey? Yeah, but it was really good. But I thought that she was the assistant whose oh. name was Penny, and I was wrong. Good to know. Right? She's a great podcaster. So I looked her all up, and then I saw that she had been yeah. on Comedy Bang Bang, and I was like, yeah, oh, Kelsey yeah. knows this person. <laughs> she, she's an amazing improviser and just all around like amazing person as well. I She's kind of like one of the women that inspired me to get into podcasting as well. So uh, I owe a lot to her. Oh, my God. Um, oh anyway, my God. <laughs> not to make it like so. Not to make it really emotional. Exactly. But. But anyway, she, she's the first credited person above uh, our next person, Will Ferrell, 
who plays the titular Sherlock Holmes. Then we have uh, John C. Wiley as Dr. Watson, Rebecca Hall, who was also in uh, Iron Man 3, I believe. Yes. Uh, we have Kelly McDonald, who's also a huge pull. We have the one, the only, Ralph Fiennes, who is playing Moriarty, which I could not stress of how perfect a casting that is. And right. I so good. It's so so well done. We have Hugh Laurie as Mycroft, which is also a fucking perfect to a T um, casting as well. Steve Coogan, who is a huge uh, British uh, comedian, uh, comedian, comedic actor, as well as Rob Brydon. He's also a huge comedic. Hold on, Rob Brydon, I know. Why yes, he's like that? in a lot of like film and movies, and uh, he's also like really big on the British panel show shows as well. Like eight out of ten cats does Countdown, and a lot of those type of like game shows um, in England that they produce. Him and Steve Coogan actually do a lot of um, work together. They they're also in what's called like the Trip. And it's like Alan Partridge and that type of uh, comedic work. It's very, very dry, very hysterical. Um, and the last but not least, we have Pam Ferris. And Pam Ferris, I recognize immediately as Aunt Marge from Harry Potter. And I was like, okay, cool, like that's mm, awesome, that's you know, amazing. Harry Potter actors being everywhere. When I looked her up on IMDb to be sure of that fact, do you know who she also plays, Kelsey? Who? Trunchbull. Wait what? I was, wait what? I was like, how have I watched Harry Potter eight billion times and not connected that fucking Aunt Marge is also motherfucking Principal Trunchbull from fucking Matilda? Are you kidding me? Pam first played like the Queen of England in this movie yeah, she's though. Queen Victoria. That's hysterical. Which a great casting choice because she yeah. looks exactly like Queen she Victoria. She looked the. The casting it was very, very well done. I do have to applaud them in that because even though like Holmes and Watson are based, their looks are based off of multiple like iterations, yeah. it is still very true to their character, actually. <laughs> it was like, it was like, wow, this is very well done. <laughs> I'm, oh my God. Do you want to jump right in? I do want just to jump go. right in. Go, All right, Kelsey, just, so, Kelsey, just go. <laughs> uh, what should I start with? I don't even know what to start with. It's you know a what? Very different approach to Sherlock Holmes. I know. Yes. For me, it was, but it's also bringing in. I think because of the fact that it's a different approach for you, at least because of the fact that um, the Sherlock I've only seen you've only the seen Sherlock like two thousand nine and two thousand and eleven Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie versions but the fact that what they're kind of doing is going back to the older iterations of like the like the uh the where the where watson is like a bumbling idiot and how he's like so blown away by sherlock's so like mastery of mm -hmm. stuff like you saw in one of the gags where he was like he's a master of disguise and like has a fake mustache right. on and watson's like holy shit who are you <laughs> Who are you? And I think that it, it's very different from like the Jude Law. I mean, you're very used to the Jude Law and Martin Freeman types where they're very straight laced, very proper, which would make sense of the time at least of Victorian because no one's going to be like, whoa, my God, you're calculating shit in your head. Like, no one's, and like, 
you, where Jude Law is very like, yeah, that's great. Um, You're shut the fuck idiot. up. Like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. And those, like, those are what I think more modern iterations are very close to semi, it's like semi close to the source material and semi not close to the source material at the same time. Um, but I just like that it did bring a fresh perspective. Oh, and that it was. Sure. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I, like, I was pleasantly surprised, and the fact that they're taking these characters, giving them a new voice, um, even though it is still like white guys, but it's still I know, I know, but like it's still something that it just changes the game. That's and what I like about it. Yeah, my opening note was I was like, the Guy Ritchie ones were already so funny. This is like the ridiculous point of funny. Yeah, life. it's like kind of goes off the deep end. Oh, oh, so far off yeah. the deep end, like and out I, of the pool. And like, I kind of <laughs> felt like it was more of like a satirical take on yes. the Holmes and Watson, especially when he's taking the cricket bat to the, the killer bees. And he did the thing, though. Yeah, that's so cool. From the Guy Ritchie films, like, the thing came yes, forward, and they yes, did it yes. in, like, the same way, which was really cool, and I was really happy about it. And then they made it, like, him hit the Ridiculous. thing, and I was like, slapstick humor is only funny sometimes, <laughs> guys. And, but I feel like they're making fun of all of the past iterations, no, you know, no. the, the especially with the whole calculation of, okay, we're going to hit the bat at the speed, and you have, like, the... Angle, and then it looked great, and then it was, like, the glass all broken, and then it was a killer bee, and then Watson was shooting them. I was like, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny when they were talking to the queen, and Did Watson was like, hello, I'm going to shake your hand, and he was like, Watson, what are you doing? He goes, oh, shit. My favorite part was when they meet the female doctors oh, and he's like yes. you are you can't be a doctor because you're a woman this is a doctor he's like would you like some heroin <laughs> i was like oh my god it was so I perfect die. because of the fact that I that's die. the reason why sherlock holmes is always like as a coke addict uh, uh cocaine addict because they had the seven yeah. percent solution which is just it's like he's literally like mainlining like liquid cocaine into a system and that's why he's always like high as fuck and so <laughs> Yeah, I remember that from Sherlock Holmes, Holmes. too. <laughs> and so, and it's so funny to, you know, just have this point of view. I keep saying the same things over again, it's but okay, whatever. It's okay, just really excited. I liked that it was a familiar villain, yes. like Moriarty, so I'm glad that they didn't start afresh with somebody new that we would have to, like, learn yeah. about. I was like, okay, if it's Moriarty, then we kind of know, like, the baseline stuff. Especially for the type of broad comedy that it is. Like, normal people don't know that... Professor Moriarty is like his like main opposite archetype. Right. And so funny. Ugh, it's so good. So, um, Robert Downey Jr. has been talking for the past like a little while and like teasing out stuff about making a Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes 3. It's and actually already been announced for December 2020. So. Just listen before you talk. <laughs> I have a funny point. Sorry, okay. So I thought it would be so funny if he like kept teasing out, kept teasing out, and then what if he just like linked this trailer? <laughs> he was like, we're coming back, guys. Sherlock Holmes is gonna return. Da, 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 da. And then he was like, like go. it's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Here you go. Fuck you. I've been teasing out my Facebook for like the past six months, three years. <laughs> Low key teasing out more Sherlock Holmes. Oh and this my is God. what I deliver you. Here's Bill Farrell. <laughs> I mean, I'm not 
wouldn't be bad about it. I'm interested yes, to see. Yeah, no, I kind of would actually. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see more of Lauren Lapkus's character and seeing what she does yeah. because she was. I thought that the person that was going to introduce themselves in that outfit, I was like, that's a Nyreen Adler outfit, and then it wasn't, and I was like, what? Yeah, oh, who she, are she's you? Not, she's not billed as Irene Adler either. No, 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 and she's not. She's Doctor Whatever her face is that she introduces herself as. <laughs> Doctor Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's she's a whatever character. We know the guy's characters though. <laughs> That's I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I thought she was gonna be the other female. I thought she was gonna be literally Irene Adler. So why? And that's an Irene Adler outfit. It is. So yes, it's her colors. Who? Which one are you thinking that Lauren Lapkus is? No, 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 not Lauren Lapkus is the other one that introduced oh, her. Oh, I thought Lauren Lapkus was going to be Irene so Adler because she's built. So did I afterwards, build. but I was like, when the other chick was introducing her, I was like, that's an Irene Adler kind of outfit, but maybe that's going to be it. Irene Adler. Where are you going to be, Irene Adler? And then she wasn't <laughs> aware and I was upset. Set. Well, this is only a trailer, so we don't it's know. True. I And the selfie, the selfie, oh yes, yes. so good. So funny. And oh my god, you can keep trying. No, I'm not going. I'm just my mouth is open. I'm like a gape and just hysterics. <laughs> just remembering how funny it was. Yeah. Um, and then also after the trailer ended, um, they had the, like one of the promo photos, and it's the two of them making the gig sets for H and W for H and W and Watson. I died. I was like, oh my god, this so, is so ridiculous, but so funny. Like, I have a feeling, like, at some points during the movie, there are going to be some, like, really overblown things that are yeah. like, come I mean, on, you went a little too far. It, the type of movies that Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly have made, there are also, like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. These, it, like, like, there are parts where it, like, goes cast. on for maybe, like, two seconds too long, and, like... And you're like, all right, we get it. I mean, I, on, Ferrell, the thing let is, it though, go. I kind of have my faith in them. I... Loved Step Brothers. I loved the other guys, and it wasn't that wasn't with John C. Riley. It was with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. But it kind of has the same vibe to it, where it's like there is a serious plot that's going on, and that we're introduced that Queen Victoria is going to be killed in four days unless like they figure out who it is or whatever. But they like they're like, well, it could be Professor Moriarty, like da 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 da, and um, so. I'm interested to see like the kind of seriousness that does kind of seep into those types of films. Mm. I'm especially with the type of archetypes that they're playing right. of the Sherlock Holmes. So it's gonna be a an interestingly balanced film, I feel like, from what we're getting from the trailer. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I just know that there's gonna be some moments where I'm gonna be like, no, damn it, come on. Yeah. But the, it's the, right. the, yeah, it, it makes sense. Like like yeah. I think my personal like type of humor is like this to a point but then like my like personal humor that will like always make me laugh and I won't think is overblown is like the Guy Ritchie films yeah like and especially like, which is fine which is completely and everybody's fine everybody's different especially because like the Guy Ritchie films are more based around British drier humor yeah. rather than American slapstick humor mm. especially I mean we have the, the when they're taking like the what it the camera Selfie with the camera. the camera and they hit Queen Victoria. <laughs> I know. I was like, I like laughed a little, but I was like, I think I'm probably supposed to be laughing harder. <laughs> and um, but I can I can see that. I'm a little worried though with like the same reason with Night School, 
oh, like we had they where used all their they top used jokes. I'm I'm worried they used all their top jokes. Um, yeah, but it happens. again, we can't know until we see it. Yeah, I feel like with Will Ferrell, like everything's gonna be funny though. I mean, there have been a few movies that though. Anchorman Two was not good. That movie where he coached a soccer team. Kicking and screaming. Yeah, not mm-hmm. good. Mm-mm. But he hasn't done a film in but a while. Do we remember the film Elf? Because that was the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Fourteen years ago. <laughs> yep. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I remember watching it in middle school all the time. <laughs> I watch it all the time now. Now. Um, when December hits, it's gonna be incredible. Oh yeah. So. Based on this trailer alone, do you think you'll be watching this film in theaters, Bargain Tuesday, Netflix, VOD, not at all? So look, (laughs) I feel like with you as my best friend, I'm going to be seeing this in theaters with you. Bargain Tuesday? On whatever day you want to take me. Bargain if you wanted to take me opening day. night, I would be like, no, oh, Kelsey, it's fucking a Sherlock Holmes related I'm obsessed I with understand. Sherlock Holmes, but I'm not to that point. Okay. I'll go midnight showing to, if they do it, to... Sherlock Holmes story? Yep. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> with you for that. Um, I like how we're like, oh, we're Sherlock Holmes obsessed, but like, the other films? <laughs> like, the original. <laughs> um, but anyway... So I figured that I'd be seeing this and that wouldn't be really a choice kind of thing. So Sorry. there's that. No, not in a bad way. Just like, um, yeah. I'm going to see this in theaters. But um, if I guess if I wasn't friends with you. If you had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a choice. If Kelsey wasn't my best friend, I would probably um, maybe see it in theaters if other people wanted to go. But yeah. I wouldn't be like the one taking the initiative being like, we need to see this film. Right. I would wait for it to come out. On like VOD or Netflix. I feel like it would be a great Netflix film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sit down. It'll be a really chill. great TV movie. Oh, it's gonna be a TBS for like forty-eight years. <laughs> it, it's gonna be a perfect uh, TV film yeah. because I feel like it has good stopping point. It could have good stopping points. And like people like Will Ferrell, myself included. So I would definitely be watching it on TV, commercials included. Yeah. It happens, mm-hmm. but um, but definitely Bargain Tuesday for sure. I definitely want to see okay. this in theaters. I just I I want to support my man. I was gonna say you wanted to support your Sherlock. I get it. I'm gonna say Arthur Conan Doyle and yeah. his estate, but his <laughs> estate. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Cool. Good job, us. I mean, like a pat on the back. Solid conversations, I feel Yeah. But if you want to continue the conversation, you can always join us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Too Many Trailers, T-W-O Many Trailers. And then if you have longer comments, questions, concerns, other feelings, etc. Deep thoughts. You can thoughts. papers. You can send them over to Too Many Trailers at gmail.com, T-W-O Many Trailers at gmail.com. Come talk to us. Tell us your feelings. Are you obsessed with Sherlock Holmes as I am? Are you not? Are you going to see this film? What's your feelings on immersion? 
in PTSD in the, in the Kelsey just took a hard turn. She was like, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, fuck, we watched another trailer. Are you, do you like escapism in PTSD? I feel like I'm like, what? I feel like I'm that announcer on TV. It's like, watch Mindy try her best at cooking a cake. And then on an episode of CSI. Literally. That's like the beginning to the Mindy project. And <laughs> in an episode of Law and Order. It's literally Which Jessica's Fox's programming like I from 2014. I think that that's Mindy Kling's dream role, though. Uh, it is, to bake a cake on her show. And then end up on Law and Order. But yeah, feel free to give us a contact. We'd be more than happy to hear from you. Uh, so next week, or next time, we're going to be posting, we're going to be posting something special. Spooky. That'll be our first Halloween episode ever, and I am already drinking out of my my Halloween cup. It was like October one, and Kelsey was like, "Halloween decorations, <laughs> y'all, let's go." Next to our recording table, there is just a plethora of Halloween decorations that have yet to be put out, um, and I am very excited. I'm super excited, and I can't wait to release what the theme for our Halloween episode is going to be. It's you gonna guys be, are going to love it. I think I think so. Uh, I'm going to love it. So I feel Very like others, so. So at least like a few other people are going to <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but anyway, so um, definitely stay tuned. Like follow us on all of our social media so that you can keep up and know like, like right as soon as we announce what we're talking about. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Anyway, well, I'm Kelsey. And I'm Marianne. And talk to you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.